Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In 2017, the world endured one of the greatest injustices of all time when filming of the third installment of the Sex and the City movies was abruptly and inexplicably shut down. Months later, here we sit, reeling from a lack of closure and struggling with questions that we'll never be able to answer. Living in a world where we're so callously robbed of the final chapter we all deserved is something I simply cannot stand for. Therefore, I, Lara Marie Shanehalls, am taking matters into my own hands, and I'm saving Sex in the City 3. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Saving Sex in the City 3. I'm Lara, and with me today to hopefully save Sex in the City 3 and get people on board to finally make this movie is the one and only Ryan Bailey, host of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast. Hi. Oh, my. Hello. How uh, this is this is incredible. This is a huge honor. And I mean, during during quarantine, especially, this is just my mind has just been going so many different places with these ladies. Yeah, there's so much there's a world of opportunity. And I, I think it changes with every passing month. There's more ways to incorporate just like life gives us more experiences so that we can project those experiences potentially onto the characters of Sex in the City and somehow save Sex in the City 3. <laughs> there's, well, and you're dealing with iconic characters that I believe get iconic year after year, but I, I, I spent the last two days watching the first two movies and I'd seen them before and I remember seeing the second one in the movie theaters and however, like it just hit me in such a bad way that I really just, I loathed it. I loathed the second movie, but then I watched it in quarantine the other day and I kind of, I kind of liked it. I was like, Oh, Samantha's putting hummus on her face. That's hysterical. You know? Yeah. It's a two, it's a two watcher. Some films are, you got to watch it and circle back and then you really see it for what it is. Once you've eliminated your expectations and just allow it to be, I find a lot of movies are like that. Well, I think it's also, me as like, you know, when I saw it as a young woman earlier in life Mm -hmm. to now me, you know, but like, it really, I think you bring your own life experience to movies. And I guess where I'm at emotionally, this sex in the city two really hit me this time, you know, it's escapist, it's fantasy, it's almost like a fever dream. It's as though everyone went to sleep and we're just seeing what happened in their minds. Like, I don't think of it as like grounded in any sort of reality or universe. The Liza Minnelli single lady scene, I forgot all about it. Like, oh, the single lady. Like, and she was like doing, I was like, I kept getting scared she was going to throw a hip out. And like, yes. I knew, like, I knew already that she doesn't. Like, I, but like, I forgot, I had erased that scene entirely from my memory. Like, I, I didn't even, 
real like so it surprised me again and then i was like oh my god is this like can you buy this on itunes like liza minnelli doing single ladies i can you that's a good question is it uh, is there a sex in the city three or sex in the city two official soundtrack i think there is but then that was like so much pressure too because then i was trying to think of like who is the icon that comes out for sex in the city three in some kind of musical performance that is also like commenting on today's society, you know, like what yeah. mashup artist could you pick that would actually really mean something? Cause the Liza Minnelli thing I was watching in bed, like no one is around and my mouth was just open. Like it was a, a gape. I was, I was aghast. Yeah. Her, I'm forever haunted by her little legs in that scene. Like it seems as though you were afraid she might break a hip i was like her leg is going to snap in half well i also for a second i was like is this cgi is this like (laughs) it's like it's also it's it's snapchat face replacement (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know you could just see it kind of blurring along the edges um but it was i i also i've always appreciated this about sex in the city but the movies especially they really try to give everybody their due. I mean, but they'll rush, they'll rush certain scenes. Like in this last one, um, Miranda barely, like Miranda's just like, I, I want it all. I want to be a, a, a parent, <laughs> but I also love work. You know, like they really try to throw a bone to everybody, but sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. And what, I guess what was like, it was rumored that part of the sex in the city three movie script involved like i guess the rumors were that big was gonna die and unexpectedly and then what's about to happen again today so then samantha was going to try and fuck brady (laughs) (laughs) for those of you that can't see ryan just did a literal spit take Are you are you kidding me? Is that not like the craziest thing you've ever heard? Are you kidding me? I'm not that's joking. Like, it's almost like making like Samantha like a like a pedophile or something like that. You know, like that's it's like crossing weird. a lot of lines. And or maybe she sexed maybe she sexed him, not fucks him. I think because I don't even think he's of age unless somehow he is. He could be. How long has it even been? I don't know. But there was some sort of like sexting or sexual thing between or flirtation between Samantha and Brady. Well, I mean, for that character, I mean, you got to like for as sexed up as she is, where do you really go with her? And especially in today's society, too, because you would like with the Me Too era and like all of this stuff is like, how does that then affect Samantha? And what, you know, because I was trying to. Like, where do you realistically go with some of these characters? And, like, she speaks in, I mean, she speaks in, like, talking head phrases. Like, Samantha Mm -hmm. was, like, Samantha was, like, speaking in Vanderpump Rules talking head statements before that even existed. Yeah, she would slay on Twitter. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. Like she, she was just always, and that's why when you rewatch it back, you're just like, it's, it's really, those lines are, I mean, it's just. I just, if you were really around her, would you always be going like womp womp, you know, like, or would you really love everything she was saying? I think I would love it. I think I would be laughing a lot. She would be a fun hang. Could you be friends with her for like year after year after year? Or would she be a fun hang for like one time? I think once you got her like one on one, 
she could get really real with you. Like she'd give you good advice. She has a successful business. She's like wealthy and like a self-made woman. So I think that she draws you in with her one-liners, but then she really like lays it down and gets real when yeah. you're like, when you cross that intimacy threshold into true friendship. Who are you out of these girls? I think I like radiate energy from all of them at this point. Like I can find a little bit that is incorporated. I definitely came of age like wanting nothing more than to be a Carrie. And then now I reflect on that and I'm just like, Laura, what is wrong with you? Like the worst. But I think probably like I relate most to like Carrie and Samantha and Miranda. But then I can have like a little Charlotte in there every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, they, they, every, each one has a fascinating uh, journey over the years. I mean, I love Charlotte's whole plotline. In the second one was just uh, her husband potentially sleeping with the nanny and a bratty child. Yeah. Feeling really yeah. jealous of a hot nanny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason, the reason was... <laughs> Is that we saw the, the, you know, the father and the nanny give a co-bath together and water splashed and we saw the hot nanny's nipples. And she, the, and the was, whole thing is the hot nanny doesn't wear a bra. Yeah. Like the hot nanny, like wouldn't, if you had a hot nanny, would you be like, Hey, totally awesome. And like, you're, you're beautiful, but you should wear a bra around the girls, you know? Yeah, maybe. Or like even, cause there is also one point where Charlotte doesn't believe like anything's going on, but then she reads an a magazine a on or an airplane yeah, yeah. and yeah. then she's convinced <laughs> on the way to abu dhabi <laughs> by the way the last scene when they literally almost create an international crisis because they're at like a <laughs> like a spice market and like literally i'm like if that shit was real like they would be like stoned to death like they yeah. there was not, like not just like them like taking back like their womanhood like they would be stoned it, like i mean it, i Fully. mean it was just, yeah yeah. I mean, not to go dark, not to go dark too quickly. No, but I mean, the, it, that's yeah. reality. That's the world we're living in. I, I really wish that Eliza Minnelli kept popping up in like <laughs> in Abu Dhabi. She was there like, oh. She should have been like, in first class with them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girls. <laughs> <laughs> with a glass of champagne. Remember when she was married to that dude, David Guest? I'll never forget. I, would, we, yeah. I think I was just talking about him recently with Carrie. We went down like a David Guest, like K-hole and just like remembering. His forehead was like up, like he had so much plastic surgery. Like they inserted his hairline and like he, and like he, there was that one picture of him, her and Michael Jackson and Liz Taylor. I think mm-hmm. it was like the fabulous, the fabulous foursome, you know, like, but it was just, and he was always wearing sunglasses and you couldn't really know his age, but like, and then they were like always kissing in public to show like performatively that they were like into each other. It was so weird. Like at what point as a woman do you get to a David guest level? Are you just like, okay, well I might as well, like I can talk to this person and they make me laugh. So I'm just going to be with them now. No, I feel what it is is that, she it was all due like to like celebrity and he was like liza you know i don't know his real voice but he he was like liza let me talk to you i can make you a star again you you know you are the early aughts stick with me you know like and like i think he said he could reinvent her and i mean isn't i mean i think he's probably the one that got her in sex in the city too 
Was he her manager? Yeah, like that. He was. Oh, in, okay. All right. I didn't know that. Of, her, of the whole Liza spirit, you know? Okay. I didn't realize he was her manager. I just thought he was some rando. <laughs> you just thought he was a ra- Well, remember- I thought he was a rando gay that she found and was like, I love this guy. Well, now Liz Taylor met Larry Fortensky in uh, uh, one of her AA places. Okay. Her, she was in for alcoholism. She like I believe Larry Fortensky, one of her husbands, was a just like a contractor, and so they got out of like AA and like she married, and that was like a weird one because he was just like a normal dude. Mm-hmm. And d- it didn't <laughs> last. Yeah, I mean, does love ever really last? No. Uh, the know. answer is yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get into, I'm really excited to hear your pitch and see where this journey will take us. So I'm going to hand it over to you and you tell me, for those of you Why- that are just tuning in for the first time, the whole gist is my guest, I, I give them one job, and that's just to come with a log line for each of the girls. And they don't have to like interweave it all. And our, our job as writers, creators, are to make these storylines into the Sex and the City 3 movie. So, Okay, so I'm just giving you a log line for each character. Yeah. Okay. So let me know if I'm going too far here. Okay. So no, you can go however far you need to go is however okay. far it is. So here's, and, and I do have to preface this with, we are going to blend genres and we do have to suspend disbelief. Great. And we can totally throw it away if we don't like this. Okay. So Carrie, Mr. Big does die. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has, uh, we find out in the first scene of the movie, he has rectal cancer. <laughs> and there, first scene of the movie, and there is he finds out, or Carrie finds out from Samantha, an experimental procedure in South America where they will go, and it's kind of like a they'll give you a mechanical asshole, mm-hmm. and there is like a whole surgery like involving this, and he ends up it ends up happening, and then they they swim in the ocean together, and they have this really beautiful scene, you know, and and. But it turns out he gets an infection from that ocean dive and like dies. And this is in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. And so then she refuses at that point going back to New York. New York no longer has anything that for her at all. She wears black for most of the entire movie and she refuses to ever write in her voice again. So she goes to L.A. and she's only a ghostwriter from this point on for other people's books on top of she has sold the rights to her previous book. And there is a movie in production with an actual big and all of her girlfriends. Okay. Wow. Okay. Lot, lots of layers. Is that too, is that, is that too much? No, I love it. Much? I love it. No. Okay. I've, I've thought way too much about this. Okay. Now this is where it could get really, you might not want to do this. And we, I totally understand, but this is just, I was trying to think of blend ways where I could really, so Samantha, Samantha, of course, was in PR, but she's nearing 65 years old, and it's a huge birthday. She now lives full-time in L.A., and she is somebody that is witty, somebody that does speak in talking heads, and she is the perfect um, the perfect person to do a reality show. So she has offered her own reality show, and it is called – because she started to get in, she started to become friendly with restaurateurs and things like that. And um, 
she ends up doing she ends up buying uh motherload which is a couple doors down from tom tom yes and there's a reality show called mother of the motherload and <laughs> it's samantha and she's okay this is where we suspend disbelief she's in direct competition with yes, lisa vanderpump lisa it. vanderpump is a character okay mm-hmm. she has poached and and so starting in the movie, this is already like we've already launched into this. Like she's full production. She's poached Tom Sandoval from Tom Tom, and Tom Tom is now just Tom as a bar, not Tom Tom. So Sandoval potentially is the guy that she's poached. Um, I have a lot of other plot lines for Samantha in terms of like interacting with Vanderbump, but we'll we'll get there. So then we'll get there, yeah. Okay, so I've I've thought way too much about this. Okay, no, so it's good. It's great. Okay, I have you chills. I'm very I'm very nervous for this. Okay, so then Charlotte. This is where it gets also weird. Is that Charlotte over the years has become an anti vaxxer and it's just something that. And so she has convinced uh, Harry to move to Brentwood, and she just you know there's a community of ladies that believe the same things that she believed. But unfortunately, it's taken a dark turn with Charlotte where she now is like really into conspiracy theories and QAnon and like, it's just really, and she's just like, you know, throughout the movie, like she's just wearing more camouflage and like earth tones. And it's like, not the Charlotte we know. And like Harry sees it. She's just in a different place, you know? Yeah. It starts like as a goop fascination and then really spirals into something unmanageable. Exactly. You know, it's like just really, we're just, it's a very dark turn and it's very sad. And, and, uh, then Miranda, um, so Miranda is like, she does have it all, but who doesn't have it all is Steve. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, Miranda, I have one ball. I'm Steve. No, he goes, he's like, <laughs> so she Steve. like, yeah, it's like, Miranda, please come on, make love to me, please. And, um, <laughs> so the, the whole deal with him is that like, so Samantha knows they're always on the rock. So Samantha also throws a bone of like, Hey, you used to be in the bar industry. I'll pay you to come out for a month and help with Motherload with Tom Sandoval, potentially. And, and, and so here's the deal. And it works out perfectly, though, because Miranda also was the key head counsel on the Harvey Weinstein trial in New York. So she now comes to L.A. to now focus on the Harvey Weinstein L.A. and to offer their prosecution everything she has knowledge-wise about Harvey Weinstein. So I don't know if we're allowed to interject like real-world stuff, but that's... We're allowed to do... There are no rules. Okay, so I... There are no rules. Only possibilities. (laughs) (laughs) But it all ends... It all ends with... I mean, what I'm picturing is that this all leads up to Samantha's 65th birthday and potentially, you know, you know, Carrie like going like, you know, Big had a mechanical asshole and now all I have is a mechanical heart. You know, like, can she ever love again? So Mm -hmm. like that's the... So okay. that's like that's like each character. I'm obsessed. So we got to go. I love also the great migration to Los Angeles. It's where these ladies all need to be anyways. Let's be it's, honest. Yeah. New York is just doom and gloom for a lot of these ladies and they need sunshine and they need a, a, just a new start. A lot of for, for Carrie, especially. Yeah. Okay. So we start out with like, I think, obviously like the overhead like beautiful drone shot of new york city like the big apple the city of where everything happens the city that never sleeps and it's like the (laughs) and i think that maybe we start with big's funeral and so it's like 
do 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 like it like yeah. really soft like <laughs> organ music yes. and things get a little dark and well also yeah and it, like actually you it's rain like yeah. you see rain actually happening it goes from sun to like music slows the rain starts thunder to the funeral yeah, umbrellas the funeral. and i feel well, like overhead Carrie, black umbrellas yes and i think carrie too in that opening could be have like a voiceover that's like New York, the city that had been great to me, like a city I loved and that always loved me back. And then she's like, I had a career. Like she has to recap a little bit because it's been years since one of these movies came out. So we need to like yeah. refresh everyone's memory of like where she's been in case you <laughs> forgot. <laughs> she's like, I, the city I started out as a writer and wrote my column and wrote a series of books, but I never thought the one thing I'd be writing was a eulogy. For the love of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And then we kind of come down on the black umbrellas and we see people like filing into the church and then Carrie getting up to speak. And then I think during Carrie's eulogy for Big, where she's obviously dressed in like a fantastic like Valentino couture like funeral gown. Yeah. And it's like an open casket, so we can like see dead big because I think that that would be like important for the yeah. And the he audience. wants it as 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 Chris Note, the actor, he wants to have his face shown a little bit, you know. Yeah, but he wrote it into his contract, like that was yeah. the whole point to get him involved yes. in the movie. So I think Carrie then can like during her eulogy, we can have flashbacks to like oh yes really key moments in there in big and Carrie's relationship. And like we can incorporate footage from the shows, but then we can also do like how they did in sex in the city too, flashbacks of them when they were in the eighties or whatever. So they have like actual Chris Noth and SJP <laughs> as the age they are now, but like CGI and dressed up as like two young lovers. Oh, so like in the Irishman when they made them really young and they yes. use like technology that was like really eerie. We're getting the Irishman technology. Oh my god! Here, oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, we we could even like go further back and like flashback to like Carrie as a teen, but as just SJP with Irishman technology, like writing in her journal, Uh, yeah, and being like, "Will I ever find love?" I had to wonder, and And then (laughs) she's looking out her parents' window instead of the window she looked out at her apartment. You know, just like a series of windows. You know, yeah. Do we see in the audience at the funeral? Did potentially like Aiden and all of those people show up to support? Do we see past loves at the funeral as well? And just like audience flashback, like audience, like Aiden for sure would be there because remember he and big made up in that like one episode. So like he's cool and he knows how much it meant to carry. And he, now that he's like had kids and stuff. Oh, but would he show up? Maybe he shows up to start drama. He's standing in the back. Like, so we go, Carrie's, we're seeing this whole montage. And then I think yeah. we get up to the point, like, as she's describing Big's rectal cancer journey, then yeah. we get to see, like, a brief, like, doctor appointment. And then, like, then we see, like, the life saving. And we thought, like, the life saving surgery would be yeah. something that would save his life. And for a while, there was hope, but like all yeah. things, hope fades. And like she gives this beautiful eulogy. We get caught up on Big's entire journey and then leading up to his untimely demise. And then it's very sad. We see all these like kind of former lovers. All the girls are obviously in the audience. Yeah. 
And then I think maybe the camera pans to the back and Aiden is like lurking in the back. Because oh, wow. now he's like a dark. Now he, he, I forgot about his drama in the second movie. He kissed Carrie, and then, he was at the spice market. Yeah, no. And so I. But is he I still? Think, a, is he still a tall drink of water? He's tall. I think maybe has like a little bit of a gut, and he let his hair grow out long again. So it's like. But did they do the sexy? Do they do the? You know how like whenever they show one of the guys of like the music does change a little bit too, where it'll be like, dun, dun, dun. like, is it like, is it a little fading in of like some of like a possibility or do we just acknowledge that he's there? I imagine that it, the inference with the music is that he's a dark spirit. I think ever okay. since he made okay. out with Carrie at the spice market, his life has gone completely off the rails. <laughs> like he has lost his furniture business. His marriage <laughs> fell apart. His, he doesn't speak to his kids and he's like really like he is now obsessed with Carrie and believes that this is their moment. Like Big's death has opened like a moment. So we just like, is he like, doing like key bumps at the funeral and stuff? Like is he is there like a, a drug and drinking or just obsession? He we could yeah, he could be a drug addict. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm into true. yeah, like he's kind yeah. of smells like someone is like and like moves away from him. Like he <laughs> There's like there's a couple flies hovering, like yes. just CGI flies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Carrie and Carrie Carrie, like it's the only thing that's like snapped Carrie out of her funk is like, oh my god, like, you know, she smells him before she sees him almost, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I think he's like lurking there, and then we cut to the after party or whatever happens after a funeral where wait wait wait, wait, does, does, wait is can liza minnelli be at the after party and like singing like a dirge like an irish yeah. you know like danny boy you know or something like something like is there like a song with the word big in it or like big, big. i'm just thinking peter gabriel big time <laughs> <laughs> i know that's where my head went to like big time too and then that now all i can think about is liza's like cabaret song it's like maybe this time it's gonna happen and maybe she sings that and it's actually a really beautiful moment that makes up for the single ladies moment yeah. in the sex and the city do it's actually like a beautiful oh. performance yeah, and at this point, she there's no like dance and stuff like that. Like nobody's forcing Liza to dance. It's like just a straight up song. It's like a yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. She's sitting maybe on a stool and like uh, yeah, yeah. She's just singing, and it really is like she's singing right to Carrie's soul. And everyone's really sad, and it's like, and you get I think caught up with the girls at this like Carrie's obviously like people are coming up to her being like I'm so sorry for your loss and like whatever, and Samantha comes up to her and she's like. She's like, here's a Mar- here's a Cosmo for you. Like, take the edge off. And then she's like, I have some Quaaludes if you want one. It really helped me. Like, she's offering Carrie, like, pharmaceutical help. And does she say, like, you know, and I, I got to imagine that Samantha has dealt with many of her ex-lovers dying a lo- among, like, over the years. So, oh, she, yeah. you know, she's like, don't worry, girlfriend. It gets easier with, you know, each one, you know, mm-hmm. that's probably pretty insensitive. Well, I think she can have like kind of an offhand moment like that. And then Charlotte could be like, Samantha, he was the love of her life. And then Miranda's like, it is hard, but you're strong. And like, we believe in you. Like, let us know if you need anything. And then you kind of see the crowd part. And then Aiden comes shuffling in and like, it's really a dark 
moment. Like, I think we need to in like set up the fact that like New York is not going to be the same because big is dead. And that has taken away a lot of the magic of the city for Carrie. But also Aiden is like going to be like a problem. Like he's now like stalking her and (laughs) like a, a reminder of like, it's just like gross and the energy is gross. So he represents well, like New York's gross energy. So do we see, do, I mean, is there a kind of a dialogue of like, we know that this isn't the first time he's tried to see her uh, throughout all of this of like, I need you to stop showing up at places where I'm at, you know, oh like, my God. Yeah, you know, I like love it's just that. becoming too much. Like, please, you know, like, I know, you know, you had your issues with big, but this is his day and I don't need to see you right now, you know? And but like, maybe he actually in just some, some like weird defiance is like, completely dressed in like colors like not he's, like everybody in the black and he's like in like some weird colorful outfit like joseph in the amazing technicolor dream coat or something it's just like weird it's like why would you even think to wear that you know yeah he's wearing like a drug rug and like maybe he even has like white guy dreadlocks like things have really <laughs> wait, gone wait. south oh my god I, so he's like he's like an adam duritz counting crows kind he's of a little like bit a adam duritz yeah he's like very like hippie like boho it's all so wrong and maybe even like someone can one of the girls can be like oh my god don't look now like aiden is he aiden is back and so we know that he's like done this before and like maybe he makes a total scene at the like at the funeral after party yeah like he's like kind of drunk and he's like i thought this would be it carrie like we're supposed to be (laughs) together and she's just horrified And, and and maybe he's saying like Maybe it is an impassioned speak, speech about love. Like, I've lost love, too. I've lost yeah. love, too. Not just you. You know, not just you. Everyone here, you know, like, I used to love this one, you know? Yeah. He's like, now you know how it feels. And <laughs> she's just like, oh, my God. Like, it's so painful. And also, like, this is a chic event. Like, it's a chic yeah, like, funeral. You see, like. We see like in the audience, like like Anna Wintour is there and like we're like New York socialites are like, oh, my Anna God, Wintour literally looks over and her son puts her sunglasses down to look at yeah. Aiden and puts them back on. We have a Anna Wintour cameo first 20 minutes of the movie. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and all of like all of the fashion crowd is just like horrified. And then I think even like somehow. I think we have to get like some Samantha's like security and then two beefy like security guys have to like drag Aiden out and somehow paparazzi manages to catch like as the door opens and they're throwing Aiden out onto the street paparazzi like catches Carrie's horrified face being like (gasps) and then she's on the cover of the post with like (laughs) a really insensitive shitty headline yeah uh... the next day (laughs) Oh, like the uh, the death like, of a New York uh, the, the death like, of a. She couldn't help but wonder what was he doing there. Like, what was? <laughs> and you see, like it's like, and then the like the the photo you see in the back, like the deep background, Carson Kressley. You know, like they're just. And so, Big's funeral suddenly turns into like a big like kind of like a gossip fest and like this salacious event and it feels really disrespectful to Carrie's grieving process and then it also I think could become like 
because she's written books about like all these people. So some yeah. journalists like Perez Hilton, like looks into like, who was this like homeless guy at Carrie's like ex-husband's funeral? And then, digs into it and then they find out that it's like a guy from the book and then it starts to become like this viral gossip thing and like a punchline to jokes and it just like wow. there's memes about it and like it just goes out of control <laughs> perfect yeah you had me at memes that's amazing yeah there's, is there gifs yeah i'm like what about memes in the pitch meeting yes <laughs> so today yes yes <laughs> are there snapchats so, <laughs> carrie's obviously horrified and yeah. i think like the next day all the women are having like an emergency summit at her and big's place and or no or maybe like would, Rick's- they, would they be or would it be back at, at carrie's old apartment because she can't even step foot because she kept the apartment yeah, you're right. Yeah, it would definitely be at her old apartment. And then she's also renovated her apartment again to look how it did when she used to live there. Because that actually was cuter than like the renovation it went through in the first yeah. movie. And so I mean, be like, and maybe this like a couple weeks pass or like a month passes in between the funeral. And now we get a chance to like catch up on the other girls lives. And so Carrie, like, we see Samantha's, like, like, we cut, like, everyone leaves, obviously, like, Samantha and Charlotte fly back to LA. Yeah. And we see, like, Samantha in filming scenes of her reality show, yeah. Mother of the Mother Load. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, even her, like, you know, maybe, like, filming her talking heads in front of the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, like you see, like, you know, we, we obviously know what a talking head looks like at this point, but it's in front of the bar at Motherlode. And uh, and she's in season two and like she gets a call, I think, maybe before she starts to film or may, like while she's doing her talking head and she gets a call and it's like a Bravo executive. And they're like, the ratings are in like you're above and beyond yeah. expectations. Like this is the best show The like all the reviews are so good. The fans yeah. are fucking dying. Like Samantha Jones, you are the mother of my mother load. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> She's like, honey, if I had a nickel for every gay that said that to me. <laughs> and so then like, we just know that Samantha's on top and actually like it was the show that like re like breathes new life into Bravo. Like it is the new Vanderpump rules, but it's all yeah. like gay guys and their drama working at the mother load. Yeah, totally. Like, and I think that's, uh, yeah, it's every, and it's, uh, yeah, it's everything Vanderpump rules should be is like, it's new stories, new drama. She is the perfect, uh, lead of all of this. So she's exactly where she needs to be. Yeah, and she does, like, and even, like, where Lisa, like, injects herself into people's drama and is, like, encouraging, Samantha's always just, like, has, like, a funny one-liner, and she really, like, she doesn't, it's not, like, she's not, like, pulling the same kind of shenanigans that Lisa does. No, like, like, you know, the action comes to her. She doesn't need to, like, she, you know, it it naturally happens, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, she does not need to force herself on plot lines. Plot lines come to her. Um, uh, and yeah, there's not scenes where people are just explaining to 
uh, to Samantha, <laughs> what's happening, you know, like, well, yeah. he doesn't like him and he, you know, like she, she knows what's going on. She's yeah. actively in. And even if they try to, she's like, honey, do I look like I care? And then she's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's really. And the like, audiences are like, fuck, it's so refreshing. Oh my God, that's amazing. Like, it's just, it's so good, you know? And she's like, I'll be over there talking to that, you know, tall and handsome guy, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like, if you're going to slap him next time, do it on camera. Like, she's <laughs> like, truly <laughs> condones all behavior. Like, it's whatever to her. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. And so then we get like, she gets that call. She's on fucking top and like, she's doing her talking head moment. Oh my God. I, okay. I know. So she's filming her like talking head in the restaurant. It's daytime and you hear like a screech, like tires screeching. And so she kind of looks off and a fucking car yeah. drives into yes. the mother load, like crashes yes. through the windows yeah. and like, truly like runs over samantha oh like fully I think, runs her over i think fully runs into mother load and runs over samantha and then samantha's in the hospital oh she's in traction okay she's so like is traction. she dead or is she... no she's okay. not dead but she's like very injured and like she's who gonna... was driving the car did the driver of the car get away i don't know well did they did they, the I mean, driver like... of the car ran yeah a Ferrari. So, but, but they say there was a there was a tall there was like a tall beefy man with like longish hair and like kind of a Zorro goatee, like and they saw like him like running away, um, literally down. wearing a Zorro mask, like a Zorro costume it was for unexplained <laughs> reasons. <laughs> Zorro outfit, kind of, and he just ran. And like the thing was, is like he's not even that fast of a runner. Just, everybody was so shocked. That he was just like, just kind of like, you know, he's like a bigger guy. He's like a thick guy. Yeah. Um, and and so we see then like, obviously like there, someone's like, call an ambulance. Like, oh my God. And then as that's happening, we see Charlotte and Charlotte's in her like Brentwood mansion. And maybe Charlotte has started like her own kind of like YouTube presence where she like cooks or something like that. And she's like, today we're like going to make... She's like, I'm doing my daily like wheatgrass shot, like, and is <laughs> kind of like grinding her wheatgrass and stuff. And then she gets a call that Samantha's in the hospital, so she, that Samantha's like being taken to Cedars. So we get to see we get to see her natural like she has one of the best concerned faces on the show. Like when she gets something out, like she's just really good at like listening and like that concerned face she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she's like. She's really like, oh, oh, and then just leaves everything and then goes to go be with Samantha. And then that would be a good way also to get like then Carrie gets called or Miranda gets called and we see that she's just like wrapped up the Harvey Weinstein case like they're having like their big boardroom meeting at her big fancy law firm. And we did it. We We did did it. it. Yeah. They're all like high-fiving and like debriefing after like the case. And then Miranda gets the call that Samantha is in the hospital as well. Can we, well, can we get, can we get first though, a call from Steve? Like, I'm so proud of you, honey. I'm so proud of you. We missed you so much. You know, you, but you did such good things for the women out there, you know? And then it was like, Oh, sorry, baby. There's a a call 
on the other line and that's when she finds out. Yeah, totally. So maybe like we have the boardroom meeting and we see that Miranda is like on top of her law firm. She's like head of the law firm, essentially. Then she goes to her office and there's flowers even like a big flower arrangement and her assistant's like, I have Steve on line one. And then he's like, I love you, baby. You know, what would be cool, though, is in that scene when everybody's celebrating the boardroom. Maybe it's a flashback to that scene from the second movie where her boss was in that chair. And, like, remember when she interrupted and he was like, mm-hmm. you know, like, gave her the hand. Yeah, maybe something like that happens. But she lets the, the, the lady speak or something, you know, just so we see what a kind boss and sharing boss she is on top yeah. of this victory. Then goes back to the office. Mm-hmm. and gets the- I love it. Yeah, she's do gracious. Do your Steve again? Hey, baby. I like it. Hey, baby. <laughs> Hey, hey, baby. Hey, baby. I can't do it now. Hey, baby. Me and Brady are so proud of you. Yeah. (laughs) So good. (laughs) And we see that, like, like, their relationship is in a really good place. And, like, he loves her. And, like, life is good for Miranda. But just when you think you have it all, you get the horrible phone call that Lisa Vanderpump has had someone drive a car into your best friend's restaurant. Well, do we know it's Lisa Vanderpump or Not is that? Yet. No. Okay. But, that's okay. Cause yeah, but we're, I'm just saying like that is something that yeah, I we, think would happen to all of knows. us. Yeah. The audience, yeah, knows. the audience knows. Yeah. Um, and so Miranda's like, Oh my God. And then she calls it ter- like, no one can get a hold of Carrie. Maybe Charlotte says like, I've been trying Carrie. Like I can't get a hold of her. Like when was the last time you talked to her? And that's then, yeah, and so Miranda actually, like, hasn't talked to her in a while. Like, they've texted and stuff, but haven't really, like, talked. Yeah. So Miranda then, I think, goes looking for Carrie. And then she goes to first to Biggs, their their apartment. Yeah. And then she has, like, an extra, like, an emergency key or whatever to get in there. And she just sees that it's, like, no one's been in there for weeks. Like, there's yeah. just, like, food in the... There's, like, wine glasses. Like, it's just a, a wreck. Wait, wait, wait. It, would it... This might be too much and, like, throwing up... But would it be... Would there be any, like... Would Aiden actually be in the apartment? Like, what are you doing here? You oh know? Like, would yeah, it be, he's, like, Would squatting. it be, like, what are you... Yeah, like, he's, like, you know, he thought... Like, he was, like, Carrie! And, and he's, like... It's here, almost Aiden? like you a know? horror... Like, it's like a horror yeah. movie. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, it just goes like, in... <laughs> And she's like peering around and they're just like clothes strewn everywhere, like wine glasses, liquor bottles. And she's just like, oh, my God, like Carrie, I've never seen Carrie in this bad of a place. And like the TV in the bedroom, the the TV is like broken, like as though someone threw like a fucking like book bookend at it. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's she's like creeping around and even the closet is like in a state of just utter disarray. And she's like, oh, my God. And then we hear a toilet flush. And she's like. (laughs) (laughs) And and she makes, once again, she makes a face like something smells. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, Carrie, I'm here. And then he goes, and then you, but then Aiden walks out. (laughs) And he's like, you don't want to go in there, Red. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Do you have a, a red? Do you have a match? Yeah. <laughs> and Miranda screams. <laughs> and I think maybe like they, she knows like a lot of self defense moves at this point. And so yeah. 
she does like a full like taekwondo like self-defense move like cuts him off at the throat and like and like disables him drops him to the ground and it's one of those moments when in the in the audience like people are clapping like whoa like they, yeah. people are it's a huge moment because she says something funny directly after it you know mm-hmm. like you know like don't let the door hit you on the way out or something you know yeah she ties him up in a bath mat and remember like that one episode where he had to come get her when she threw her back out on the ground and yeah. she was naked yeah so that's like what she does with him it's like the <laughs> tables have turned bitch and like i'm like has like one foot on him and then she's like where's carrie and he's like yeah. I i'm not know. gonna ask a, i'm not gonna ask again you know and she's just like her heels digging into his hand you know yeah like a heel on his hand and then one like right at his throat like right there and she's like tell me where she is and he's then he's like, I don't know. I she's never been back here. I've been waiting and waiting. And then Miranda like calls the cops and like reports like a break in. And then in that moment, also Miranda knows where Carrie is. Where is she? She's at her apartment. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, where? Oh my god, where is she? Exactly. That's what we want the audience <laughs> to think. Exactly. You're right there with me. <laughs> okay perfect so then we see like the cops come and they take they take aiden away does like his perp walk or whatever to like the uh to the awaiting police vehicle and then carrie uh, miranda streaks over to carrie's uh, first apartment to like find her and carrie's like laying in bed and truly giving off like sex in the city one movie mexico vibes of depression and miranda has to like softly like pet her awake and like spoon feed her some yogurt to like get her back up and running like is there any kind of like you know is there any play in the fact that like maybe she's even made a like a a blanket fort out of her old dresses just to hide under on the bed you know she's just like covered herself in all of her old clothes she's nesting yeah just like just something is just yeah it's just something that she's just you can tell she's been there for a while like just her body just doesn't want to get up she can just one of those where you can keep sleeping and keep sleeping yeah all the blinds are drawn and maybe there's even like shoes like she's arranged all her shoes around the bed so it's like impossible to get out of bed because then you're gonna have to step through all these shoes so she's like <laughs> has like a moat of shoes <laughs> Please don't, please don't say there's like a piss jug or something like that. It's, okay, good. Sorry. I mean, there could be. Uh, it's dark. <laughs> no, I like where no. you're going with that. Honestly, I see it. <laughs> but that could be a laughable moment where Miranda's like, what is that? And then Carrie's like, what do you think? And then Miranda's like, oh, my God. Girl, you have to drink some water. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like it. Uh, but, but, but also, I think once she sees miranda there she knows something drastic has happened something something is horribly wrong yeah and maybe miranda is like what like what i know that you're really sad but like have you been here this whole time and carrie's like there's it's the only place that i feel safe like the world isn't safe like big's gone barney's is closed forever like i'm not tethered to this earth anymore you know yeah like new york has nothing for me and then She's like, and why would I go back? Like, she's like, Aiden was in my apartment. 
And then Miranda's like, "Why you just let him stay there? And she's like, what else am I going to do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, okay. I told him I'd be right back. And then just yeah. came here. <laughs> Aiden, Aiden was claiming squatters rights at a certain point. Yeah. yeah so. And like, and so then I think Miranda like softly breaks the news to her, like of everything that's happened with Samantha. And she's like, I'm buying us. She's like, I'm going to pack you up. Like Aiden's in jail now. Like he's. She be- did she come, kind of become a drill sergeant a little bit of like, here's what we're doing and we're doing this now, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe Carrie. Go shower, I'm packing. Keeps trying to like go back into her nest. And then yeah, Miranda it- just like rips the blankets off and she's like, Carrie, get up. Yes. Get, get in the shower. I'm packing your bags. And then Carrie's like, Ooh, I kind of like it when you're bossy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like this is just really exciting for like Miranda's having a couple great scenes back to back. And I think that's because the last movie, she just didn't have these kind of powerful scenes. And I think this is really, she takes charge. And that's why we love her because she's the friend that understands, but will not let you slide back on your shit. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She gets it. And so then we cut to like, it's like an airplane shot and then like landing at LAX. Now, do we hear the, I mean, is, is it, do we hear like maybe a slowed down version of, of like Miley Cyrus's like party in the USA or something like that? Yeah, we uh, could like even like, yeah, um, like, what's an LA kind of bass song, you know, if you're like New York, New York, but like, if you're in LA, what is there like a beach boys song? Like, wouldn't it be nice plays under 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 it like a yeah, slowed like, down wouldn't it be so- nice yeah that like and beach boys is like semi mournful it's like both yeah. happy and sad yeah so i like that for this scene okay maybe right. we even get like you know beyonce to sing a cover of wouldn't it be nice oh, oh, oh that's wow that's mm-hmm. that's huge that's huge that's huge for the soundtrack so that's great yeah yeah or like lizzo or someone like that can really like bring an unexpected twist to the song well would it be crazy if you got beyonce and lizzo to do it and like yeah. that's like that's a powerhouse that's like beyonce, a lady lizzo, lady and Gaga. Mm-hmm. oh my god now that like that's something i would actually that's that's like a uh what was that song the moulin rouge uh where all four like yeah, with Christina Aguilera, and, um, Maya, pink. pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a, so, it's by the way, if this comes out in the summer, like it's important to have that for like that tentpole movie where the soundtrack's just as good as the the yeah. plot line. You need like these kind of like mashups. The fire ass soundtrack. Yeah, and I think summertime, yeah. like post COVID, people are really going to be wanting like a song of summer, and this could be it. Well, that's the thing, even though it's like, it is sad and wistful, like once you hit LA, you do see like, there is shots of like people in bikinis and things like that. You know, like I do think that is important to show the clear sky, you know, it could be just like still sad, but like there is a very different, like just in the filming, it's just really different. It's like in Boogie Nights when like before, like they discovered he had a huge dong, it was like kind of dark. And then once, like, he went to Burt Reynolds' house, like, all mm-hmm. the, like, it became bright and shiny. I, wa- I, I kind of want that feel. Totally, yeah. And New York, I feel like it's really important to establish New York as, like, dreary, grimy, sad. Like, it's always raining there. There's, like, always, like, puddles getting splashed on you. Like, it's no longer the city we know and love. So, yeah. yeah. People, 
people are in face masks everywhere Mm -hmm. people in face masks and and even we ask all the background extras to frown a lot like whenever they're in a scene so it's like really sets the tone that like new york is a dark vibe yeah that's that's so perfect because when you get to la it's like everybody is like chatting with each other in scenes or you know just laughing but not obnoxiously, but just really seems like enjoying life. Yeah. And like, and it is like so sunny as the plane lands and like, and I think we can even have like a voiceover from Carrie in this moment that like speaks just to like, I didn't expect for like the darkness to lift, but it was almost like a light switch went off or something like that. Like, or the light. Yeah. It's like something like, you know, it, it, you know, it's crazy how simple, uh, simple a bright light can uh, it's it's you know it's crazy how simple simple just by like shining a light on something can change your whole attitude Mm -hmm. or something as as the plane flies over runyon canyon and you see hikers yeah and it's like just beautiful aerial shots of la and like it's like setting the tone it's like sexy and sunny and like fun and then i think they go we could have them like check in. We need them to check in, obviously, to like a really glamorous hotel. Like they could go to Chateau. Mar- oh, they go to Sunset Tower, obviously. <laughs> yeah, like forget yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Miranda and Carrie like both check into Sunset Tower and then hightail it to Cedars to check in on Samantha, who has like her own suite. And she, it turns out, like she's a little banged up. Like we have, maybe we also have a hot doctor. That's like, well, that's it. Yeah, I feel like she is banged up, but like, even as they're walking in, you hear her going, like, what's under those scrubs, doctor? You know, like you hear her say something like, or like maybe a mumbled sexual innuendo or like coming out of a fog, mm-hmm. you know? but something very like sexy or dirty, you know. And like yeah. Miranda says something like, I wouldn't let Harvey Weinstein say something like that, you know, like maybe there's like, uh, you know, like something kind of comment of like, that's. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, Samantha's, like, freely sexually harassing people wherever she goes. But it's just, like, okay, because she's Samantha. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the open secret about Samantha Jones is that that's open just secret. how she is. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, and maybe Samantha is, like, on, like, taking FaceTime meetings. And she has her assistant, like, sitting in the hospital with her. Who plays her assistant? Oh, I mean, like, which actor plays her assistant? Yeah. Okay, so I think this is actually, like, this is, like, a coveted role, and it's something, you know, it's, like, one of those things where, like, like, Lindsay and Tara think they're, like, Tara Reed think they're up for it, but they're not even in consideration at no. all. Mm-mm. But they're like, oh, my God, you know, like, um, who would it be? Oh, you know who it is? It's, um, oh, this is perfect. It's the girl from, uh, it's the girl from Midsommar and Little Women. Florence Pugh, yeah. Florence Pugh. This is her like chance to do like a. This is like she doesn't want to do a Marvel movie, a superhero movie, but this is like a successful franchise. But you know, and this is something that'll like. This is her Devil Wears Prada, possibly. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe she's like a little bit dowdy. Like it's like she, it yeah, doesn't. She doesn't not, add up. Like what is this girl who like even. Miranda can be like, sorry, can we just? You don't need to be here. Like you can go collect the trash like she's dressed like a janitor or something like yeah exactly (laughs) yes she's from she's frumpy she's frumpy she's really frumpy and it like doesn't make sense but samantha's like oh no that's my assistant edie and then (laughs) (laughs) and then like no one gets it and then she's like 
just let her sit there. She loves writing in her little notebook or something like that. Like, <laughs> 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 We're like, is Edie like on the spectrum or not? Like, who knows? She's like, just a weird vibe, but she's well, like, and also she's like one of those girls that you like. It's like a never been kissed girl. Mm-hmm. Like she's just like there's just no you can't get a read on her. It's like a it's almost like an Ali Sheedy in the Breakfast Club. Where, you know, like before the makeover that, um, what's her name gives her in the movie. Yeah. She's just like, she's just that girl that has dandruff in her hair, you know? Mm -hmm. She's like a weirdo. So then, and then we have like a great, like, B storyline for like Edie, like, gets hot by the end of the movie. Totally. Yeah. There's like a, they're even, I don't know if it's, they're, I mean, everybody loves a makeover, um, uh, montage, you know? We'll definitely have a makeover montage. She's going to either like, she's going to like discover her sexuality. Like lots of things are going to happen with Edie, but it, right now Edie's giving off like real janitor vibes. <laughs> yeah. She's giving off smelly Aiden vibes at this point. Yeah. Like Carrie's like a little bit thrown. <laughs> Maybe yeah, she like, Aiden looks like Aiden and Carrie like at first and <laughs> Carrie's like, what? and then they're like, no, that's Edie. <laughs> She sees Edie's little pot belly at first. She's like, oh, 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 Jesus. So then all the girls, like all the girls have gathered and they're like, like hanging and Samantha's banged up, but she, and she does have a broken leg. So the leg is in traction and like, she has like a little bit of like, um, like bruising and on her face and stuff but, yeah, but there's no there's no there's no like amputation or anything like no, there's no, no there's no. not gonna be any like crash sex scenes like that david cronenberg movie where they were like <laughs> no. rubbing their thumbs <laughs> on each other and that was like sexual you know no she's like this has actually been great because she's like i i did want a nose job so that was a perfect or, opportunity to get or, one or, or she's like honey i'm used to laying on my back you know <laughs> yeah like so this is a comfortable position for me <laughs> <laughs> I'm right at home. Aren't I, Edie? And then Edie's like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> She's like nervous at any kind of sexual innuendo, which is so weird. And like Samantha then like always doubles up with Edie because she's like trying to push her past her point of comfortability, you know? Like we gotta get Edie past like yeah. like being so awkward with her body and sex, you know? And I think also even this is a moment where Miranda's like, Samantha, you this is 2021. You can't talk to your assistant like that. And Samantha's like, oh, it's fine. She signed a contract saying I could say whatever I want. Oh, yeah. Or she looks or at Edie and she's like, 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 it's okay. <laughs> and like, or something she's, weird. <laughs> she's like, Edie, is it weird when I say pussy asshole areola? And Edie's like, ah! Yeah. She's like, no, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I signed up for the job. <laughs> So then we find out that like the detectives are on the case. Like they're everyone's reviewing like security camera footage. Like Samantha shows us like CCTV footage of like the, don't you think Samantha knows, but don't you think Samantha knows immediately who did it? Yeah. She's like, I know what bitch did this to me. Yeah. That unlawful cunt, Lisa Vanderpump. And she thinks she owns, she thinks she owns West Hollywood. Well, guess what? I'm the new, a owner new of yeah. yeah, there's a new bitch in town. Yeah, exactly. Like she's sniffing around my area. Well, I'm about to sniff around hers. Mm-hmm. And so, like, maybe even Miranda provides some sort of legal advice, or she's like, "I will, like, I know a great private investigator. Like, 
maybe Miranda's like, you absolutely need to like press charges. And Samantha's like, honey, that's not how I roll. Like the only she's thing like, I'm- I'll get, I'll get her, I'll get her another way. Yeah. She's like, the only thing I'm pressing is a vibrator against my clit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, 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 he goes, <laughs> you just hear Edie go, <laughs> and Samantha's like, ignore her. And then she's like, I'm here to play dirty. And, she and then Miranda's like, okay, I have a private. If that's the route you want to go, I didn't hear that, but I have a private investigator that I'll hook you up with that can look into this like Vanderpump person. Miranda doesn't know who Lisa Vanderpump is. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe like they even keep calling her by the wrong name. Like maybe that's like a recurring joke of like, you know, Lisa uh, like Lisa Vanderbilt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like they yeah. never call her by her like correct name. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so then, so all the girls are there. They agree. So then, where do we go from there? Well, do I mean, do we, is there any kind of acknowledgement of like, is there any kind of acknowledgement of like, wow, it seems like lately the only times we get together are in times of tragedy? You know, is there anything like where, I mean, we got to get Carrie, we got to have Carrie, like, does Carrie ghostwrite somebody's book in LA? Does she sell the rights to, is there a movie being made? Is there like, is there something to get Carrie back on the road to recovery and to find love again or to fall back in love with herself, her first love? Yeah, I think we need it. I mean, we could fast, we could cut to like a few weeks or a month later and maybe Carrie has just like stayed in LA because it's easy to do. And she and Samantha needed a roommate or whatever. Like Samantha was like, but Samantha's got to have one of the most beautiful houses at this point because yeah. we need that kind of glamour. Like we need a glamorous house. We need house porn. So Charlotte is giving us like Brentwood Manor, like be- like really like Gwyneth G- Goop, like beauty house with like and she's kind of- she's friends with like Rita Wilson pops in as a cameo or something mm-hmm. like that. Kate Capshaw. Yeah, and then Samantha is like a whole different kind of like house porn, but it's also just like gorgeous. Like we get whoever Nancy Myers gets to like dress her sets yes. and that's who's doing like set decoration of this movie and it's really just like aspirational homeownership. And so right. and so Samantha eventually is like Carrie, like, why don't you just move in with me? You can have a whole suite. I have like a whole, she has like a guest house that's also just like a huge house on her property, like on yeah, her Bel Air like, property. You have your own entrance and exit. And then she makes some kind of like anal joke with mm-hmm. that. Oh, maybe yeah. Samantha lives in like Mount Olympus, like in the Hollywood Hills. Cause that yeah, feels like would a be little... key of like, yeah, up towards Mulholland or something. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I think Samantha's also has to go through physical therapy. So there's like a hot physical therapist that she's like fucking who's helping her like get rehab her leg. But is that the thing though? Is that the last, like, is that like, it all leads up to her fucking for the first time. 
Like that's the one thing like she's not been able to do until the very end of the movie is fuck again. Yeah. Maybe the doctor says like, absolutely no. Like we go. Okay. So then weeks go by. We do like a bit of a, like a bit of a montage or whatever of Carrie just like living in LA and like starting to write emails again. And then like <laughs> <laughs> starting slowly. to write there's slowly like a little joke in an email and she like smiles and then deletes it. Yeah. And like kind of loving LA life. And then it's time for Samantha to go back home. And as Samantha's getting wheeled out of the hospital, the doctor is like, now remember like the three cardinal rules of recovery, like, not too much wine or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And absolutely no sex or sexual activity until like the leg is healed. Cause I think and she's maybe, like, doctor, why don't you, why don't you just kill me now then doctor? You know? Yeah. Like there's something with the leg injury that also goes into like a hip and back. Like it's all kind of connected and has to heal. Maybe she had to get like a metal rod put in her leg. Which she then jokes about like, 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 Ooh, I'm a, like robotic sex, the wave of the future. Bionic woman, yeah. And so <laughs> that like that can be Samantha's like another kind of subplot for Samantha is like will when will she have sex again? And she can even is ask the doctor, he's like, you know, some people successfully like achieve like intercourse and in when like in one to two years. And then she's just like one to two years, I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she has to have a walker. So I think also Samantha's coming to terms with like, wow, I am like, she's coming to terms I'm with her own mortality. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she's uh, having to like do this walk around her 65th birthday is coming up. Like she feels like an old bitch. Just put me out of my misery. Take me out to pasture, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. Um, should I go live on a farm somewhere? Yeah. Um, like, and, and I think at first, like, so then maybe Samantha's like kind of depressed. And so she invites Carrie to move in with her and she's like, you can have full run of the guest house. Like it's literally a huge house on my property. Like it's great. And it's like an inspiring place to be. Yeah. Well, no, is there anything where does Carrie, is there any play in like Carrie eventually being convinced to get on Raya or something? Or like, do we even touch her dating? Like, I mean, or does she actually just meet somebody special or something? Is there a therapist? Is there? Yeah. I think that the, I think we'll find like, a Oh, you know, what could happen is what about, okay. So maybe Carrie decides, maybe Carrie said she was going to stay in LA for like three weeks and then when the three weeks was up, she just found herself like not wanting to go back to New York. And Samantha's like, you shouldn't go back. She's like, Miranda's here for however long, like Steve and Brady, we maybe see like Steve and Brady decide like Miranda rents a house in LA as well. That's like a totally different decor just to get more house porn. Yeah. And, but it's more like uh, Hobbit, like, like Taylor Swift's house from the documentary. Yeah. Where it's kind of Hobbit. Like it's just mm -hmm. different. Yeah. And so, and Steve and Brady, like we see them coming to LA and maybe even Brady is going to UCLA. So he's starting like his first semester at UCLA and Steve moves out to like support and be with Miranda while they're like, while she's doing the trial for however long. 
And then yeah, we just see like a scene of her, like like him rubbing her back at the end of the day, or like you know, just like that, like he's being a supportive husband, you know? Yeah, like pouring a glass of wine for her as they like sit out by the pool at sunset or something. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> Samantha's like, you shouldn't go back. I mean, all the girls are here. What is New York for you? Like a fucking psycho long-haired Aiden waiting like no thank you so she's like just have all your stuff shipped over here move into my guest house and like you can figure it out like give yourself like six months to a year to just like figure it out so Carrie like has all her stuff like transported into Samantha's guest house Okay, great. No, and also, any- and I think with the movie that she sold, like the movie that's being developed, like they maybe we can have in kind of the beginning, like lay the lines for like even in her eulogy when she's like, and I was like developing a movie, so we were out in LA sometimes, and like then we know that like this is something that she's been involved with, and like when she's in her depression, like the movie execs can't get in touch with her, and like. So this is a good opportunity for her to be like consulting on the movie version of her life. What if she falls in love with the movie version of Big? That's where I was gonna get to. Yeah, so glad. <laughs> yeah, that's like, also, you're right there, there with me. Yeah, is there something with Edie where Edie gets a phone call from like a just like some like kind of like random voice like hey you know like we're like asking like you know hey where's Carrie Bradshaw living you know something like that. And like, she's like, she's living with my boss, Samantha or something. And then it's like, click and you, you, that's Aiden. Yeah. And we have like a showdown by the end. I mean, eventually, like I, I just picture it and I don't, I mean, I picture it eventually like with him, like on big little lies when they like, he like, you know, he just, all the women kill Aiden together, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like he falls off a cliff or they're like, like, and just is like splayed out and like broke his neck. Mm -hmm. I love it. So it's genius (laughs) (laughs) so then carrie's living at samantha's and it's fun like we see carrie like all when all her stuff gets shipped and like moved into this like beautiful closet and her big bedroom like overlooking like maybe samantha even has like a vineyard on her property or something like a little mini vineyard like it's like very just like scenic and amazing and we get all the women situated. I think we need to like tend to Charlotte a little bit now. Yeah. See, I mean, but also we do, but at the same time, I do feel like there's always one lady that gets the short end of the stick in these movies, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, uh, but okay. So if she's filming videos, if Charlotte's filming videos and I mean, my thing was like her getting more into the anti-vax QAnon thing, but that might be too insane for this. Well, maybe that's also how, like, Aiden, maybe instead of calling Edie, he somehow befriends Charlotte in, like, QAnon forums. Like, we find out that they he's been, like, kind of catfishing her and, like, messaging her on these forums. Well, and then she, yeah. they're sharing facts about their life. And she's just like, my friends don't understand me. Like, my friend care Like, and he's, like, gets information out of her that way. And she's always like telling like in that way of like, I did you know 5G like uh, 5G caused like, you know, and she's always saying this stuff to Harry and he's just brushing her off. Yeah. But, like <laughs> what she's saying, but she's saying it so concerned. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Look, the news isn't even covering this. And even at like in the hospital with Samantha, like in the saline, like she Charlotte's pointing to things and she's like. You know, saline drips, like, sometimes you don't ever know what's really in there. Like, kind of 
weird like you're yeah like, it's like it's like i won't let them microchip me when the time comes mm-hmm. and they're like microchip like what are you yeah. talking about yeah, exactly. samantha's like go sprout some beans <laughs> <laughs> don't you have a don't you have some almonds to soak <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll take some quinoa with that <laughs> yeah yeah and so charlotte's like we see her like shopping at the farmer's market and maybe she's also having like a little bit of emptiness syndrome like lily i think by now has like grown and maybe like well and maybe maybe the second girl like is at boarding school yeah maybe they're both like at boarding school and now charlotte's bored with nothing to do so she's gotten into like you know holistic medicinal smoothie making and like has yeah, like a youtube following yeah like in one scene she's like in a, one of those aztec green mud masks you know mm-hmm. so you see her eyes like open and she's reading facts you know yeah and maybe like she it starts like she gets sucked she gets maybe she gets sucked in by aiden catfishing her to get to carrie so at first like she it starts as like an innocent comment on one of her videos. It's like, I love to put like spirulina in my smoothies. Like I find that it really puts a pep in my step. And then she's like yeah. interacting and like engaging with her fans and then really gets to know this like one woman, like Teresa or something like that. That's yeah. like always commenting on her stuff. <laughs> and then <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> it's like she's like my friend just went to the hospital and i brought her some like healing sunflower butter sunflower seed nut butter and then (laughs) (laughs) teresa's like well you better hope that your friend wasn't exposed to like this vaccine or whatever like and kind of suck charlotte in yeah oh i hope it wasn't cedar sinai they're the worst you know yeah Mm -hmm. why what happens at cedars it was cedars yeah yeah (laughs) Um, okay. So then is, okay. So then all four characters have something kind of, but then, then do you get Carrie on like immediately on a movie set and she's like back to work or she's seen like a vision of her life played out? Yeah. I think Carrie is then, yeah, it's like her first day going on set and watching like she has to go to like the Paramount lot and like she's on like the New York streets of the Paramount lot and she sees all these an like, iconic she, which she, I mean, she's watching an iconic scene from one of the actual TV episodes, you know, mm-hmm. and we see like who's playing Carrie. Hmm. Who's like a young Meryl Streepish? I mean, who's oh, oh. the young Meryl Streep is where you go with a with a young <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> Hi, Brown. I like, love it. You gotta have that kind of range. Um, I'm trying to think in terms of Hollywood actors. Let's see here. Mm, this would be coveted in some way, but it's also got to be kind of a wink. Like, do we laugh at who's playing her? Is it like a funny thing or is it like, oh, ooh, that's a good actor, you know? Well, I think like Charlize Theron is playing Samantha. That's all I know for sure. Okay, that's great. So Hollywood. Um, ooh, what about ScarJo? Yeah, ScarJo is playing Carrie. Or you could do, I mean, well, if Charlize, oh, what about Jennifer Lawrence? 
yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is good. She's played Carrie before in Saving Sex in the City three. I lo- she's always a good go to for Carrie Bradshaw. I was even I think Emma say, Stone like, would be a good Charlotte. Emma Stone would be a great Charlotte, and we could even go. Even though she's a younger than like Carrie Bradshaw, is like we could go with like Zoe Kravitz or someone unexpected. Oh wow! Now now would um so for like would Miranda would it be I mean I mean would you do um I'm trying to think of like what would be like kind of weird casting for Miranda and kind of just be like really potentially shitty. <laughs> who would be a really wild miranda like who's the um oh shit who's uh who did this oh who's like in the female ghostbusters um kate mckinnon well kate mckinnon but i was thinking more of what's her name she's a huge comedic leslie jones (laughs) no Lee Jones would be great. I was actually <laughs> no the other one. Um, it was uh, she's in old, no the other one. <laughs> the uh, fuck the the she's in Spy and she's like super funny. She was a Groundlings. Oh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, Melissa McCarthy. Okay, yeah, we'll have Melissa McCarthy play Miranda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she's the she's the only one of the girls that doesn't really look like the girl. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like and, really off off casting. It's a really wild move, but it like yeah. people are into it. Oh yeah, totally. Like she's killing it. Yeah, and so then Carrie is like Carrie's on the streets of New York, but it's kind of healing and I think even in a voiceover she can be like I was so nervous. Like maybe we see her before she gets she's being like picked up to go to set and like she comes into like the kitchen at Samantha's to like say goodbye. And we see like Samantha's there with like her hot physical therapist. Who's like helping her like work on her leg. And, um, and Carrie's like, I'm so scared. Like, I don't know if I really want to do this. Like I'm freaked out. And she's like, Oh honey, you got got to go. And like, we'll see how it goes. And then if you don't like it and then what? Wait, what if she's on set and like, she kind of eerily it's like you know those things in the movie where like the character thinks they see the person and like she keeps thinking she sees big mm-hmm. like she but it's like but then it'll be like oh that's a plant or you know like or it's just like you know it's just a you know a, a driver or something you know but she keeps seeing him but eventually i think it eventually leads up to her having a scene with dead big yeah like a, think- a let me go let me go let me go scene you know okay. but like she keeps seeing him around the set and she at the end he goes you know like hey babe it's time for you to live your life you know mm-hmm. like like he she has to like give a her spiritual permission. kind of from the afterlife like a ghost yeah, like, a, like a force ghost like and she keeps yeah. seeing him around set but then it turns out to just be like she's like ah oh, i'm going crazy or something you know yeah who who plays movie big would it be like james franco would it be yeah let's have james franco i like a james franco we haven't seen him in a while post me too i'm ready for a franco frankissance he's, yeah he's wait he's he's waited it out so he's like he's ready. Waited it out. let's forgive him and put him in the movie yeah. <laughs> and like he gives that james franco smile and she melts you know yeah and it's like i'm i'm turned on by the thought of sjp and franco like having like a makeout moment 
I can totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I can really, see it too. I think that's like really perfect casting, you know? Yeah. And I think also I'm going to go back to like the Carrie Bradshaw and I really want it to be Zoe Kravitz. Cause I want like Zoe and James. I think that they would be a good Carrie and big. That's crazy. And we also get to potentially see how James Franco stays in character in between takes. Mm-hmm. Like, he you know, and kinda, is just like he is big and kind of freaks out Zoe Kravitz a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the and only one that doesn't like, freak out is weirdo. <laughs> yeah, like, the only one that it doesn't freak out is Carrie because she just misses Big. Yeah, I love it. Is there anything in like the conversation she has with Big where she's saying all the things she's always wanted to say, and like, you know, like and he's loving it because he's an actor and he's like just rolling with it, or is that too much? No, I think we totally could get that. Like, I think she, like, the first day on set, she's really nervous and she keeps thinking like she sees Big, but it's like shadows and plants and whatnot. And then maybe she's in her trailer in between takes. And like we hear like um, we hear her voiceover as she's watching like all the actresses like do a scene on the streets. And it's like, I thought it would be scary, but it was just like coming home like a warm hug. And then we see her in her trailer and maybe she's like punching like someone asked her to like punch up the script. Like maybe she is like writing yes. the script for the movie. Yeah. And that was well, the but, whole but, thing. But maybe- but maybe that's accidental. Like it, it could like Zoe's like Zoe's like like cut and, and the director's like, you can't yell cut. She's like, I wouldn't Carrie wouldn't say this. Carrie and then all of a sudden, like and the director's like, I don't know. And then Carrie goes and then says the line that she would say. And Zoe goes, Yes, yes. And then from then on, she's like punching up the script. Yes, and this can be healing too, because now she gets to once again have control and write the story of her own life. And she realizes in this process that she's in charge. Yeah. And she's empowered again. So like the, someone comes to her, like the director and the screenwriter maybe come to her and they're like, we're going to be honest, like this, the studio, like this needs punch ups or this movie isn't going to happen, which could also be kind of like a meta nod to like the canceling of sex in the city three, where they're like (laughs) the studio called, they hate the dailies. And like, they say that that it needs like a punch up, but we just don't have the budget to like, or some, they find some Hollywood reason. And they're like, would you do this? And Carrie's like, I could take a stab at it. And then she goes into her trailer and she's like, writing and we're getting like that magical and, and, and maybe, dialogue and maybe there's a voiceover of always like you know i guess we always know we write our own lives but now i'm really writing my own life mm-hmm. you know and there's a knock on the door of the trailer and she's like come in and it's james franco as big and he yeah. goes hey baby and it literally he sounds <laughs> just like big and carrie is fully like what the fuck yeah yeah and then they have like an interaction that's kind of sexy but she's also just like really freaked out it's sexually charged it's sexually charged but it's also so wrong but it's so wrong it's right and then maybe like a pa comes in and they're like big we need you we need you on set like now and so they lead him away and then someone else comes in and they're like i'm so sorry we tried to stop james from like coming in but he just does his own thing on set like he's always and, ma- and maybe the pa maybe the pa goes james we need you on set and he's like damn it i told you call me big 
Yeah. And then, and then someone apologizes to Carrie, like, I'm so sorry if that was inappropriate. Like, we tried to keep him away and then he found a way in, but we'll keep him away from you for now on. I know it's like too soon. And she's like, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. And so, and so we see her making like baby steps of acceptance and then also (laughs) falling in love with the big guy, which was a very unhealthy coping mechanism for young Miss Bradshaw. (laughs) Well, and I think there's like a weird scene. I don't don't know if it needs this, but like there's a weird scene where it's like after filming and like Franco, like we have like a little, like, like we have a cameo by Seth Rogen like mm-hmm. Seth Rogen comes to set to see, yeah. you know, like after set and like, and like Carrie goes up to him thinking he's going to be in character. And he's like, I'm James now, you mm-hmm. know, like, like he messes with her head. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, Hey James. Yeah. yeah James. And shakes her hand. And she's like, okay. Yeah. And so it's like, ho, 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 ho. yeah. And name. maybe they all, they ask her if they want to, if she wants to like go out that night with them, they're like, we're going to go to hit this party. Like, do you guys want to come? she goes and she like thinks james franco is fucking lame when he's not in mr big's character yeah and like maybe they even like we take it to a level where like seth rogan gives carrie a joint and then they all like get high together and it's like we get like a lot of like fun stoner like a little bit of stoner comedy antics yeah like it's like no it's really really fun and you get a lot of like young hollywood popping in at this party and it's like just like it's like a, a like a nice cameo scene yeah, and maybe, okay, maybe at this young Hollywood party, like, they're, yeah, they're going to some sort of, like, premiere or party. Maybe, here's an idea, maybe they're going to a party that's happening at, like, Tom Tom or Pump. Yes. And then that's an opportunity to, like, for Carrie to, like, overhear something that, like, Lisa Vanderpump says about the car like the car that crashed into mother load or something yeah like you 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 also and you get the sense that like when you see lisa she's more frazzled than you've ever seen her in her life mm-hmm. you know like her empire is slowly slipping away and maybe you know like ken is like shuffling in the background and like she's just yelling at him like you you know like maybe she's ken's just- dead and that's why lisa's oh, gone crazy oh, oh. And then we get like that foil with her and Carrie where it's like they've both lost the loves of their life and like how do they deal with it? And maybe they have like a one-on-one over Rosé. Can it be acknowledged that Ken and Jiggy are both dead and they share the same life force? Yes. And they also share the same grave. They were buried together. They died at the same time. Okay. Wait, they so, are they in Hollywood Forever Cemetery? Or they, yes. So like, Seth Rogen is like, we're going to dinner tonight at this place, Pump. Like, it's from the show, like, Vanderbilt. And Carrie's well, like, oh, I've like, heard of it. He's like, we're going to Pimp. You know, like, there isn't a Pimp. Oh, Pump. Yeah. And so they all go to, like, go to this party at Pump. And then that's where Carrie sees lisa and that and somehow i think they like i think they need to like interact or maybe they like um like i see there being a moment where carrie and lisa really have like a one-on-one conversation they get super real and they both like get on a level about what it's like to lose the love of your life and then carrie has a lot of empathy for lisa and they slowly kind of have a 
friendship, despite the fact that she now knows that Lisa drove this car in Samantha's restaurant, which can all come to like a head at Samantha's 65th birthday party. Because I also got to think, though, there might be like some kind of hint that like Lisa also is not ending there. Like she like Carrie sees like like buckets of like gasoline or something like it's like there's like there's like is like she's putting it together that there's another thing about to potentially happen you know she sees like a pile of matches and some ga- <laughs> and gasoline it's like i've never seen that many matchbooks gasoline in, in buckets with the word for mother load written on them. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like ml you know <laughs> yeah and i think maybe okay yeah so so carrie Somehow, oh, the like mother, the mother of the mother loads about to get the mother of all surprises. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she's eating. So they're eating dinner. They like, um, and I think Samantha also like when she's leaving the hospital, she makes a statement after the doctor says like, you might have to wait to have sex one to two years. And she's like, honey, no, my birthday, my 65th birthday is in five, six weeks. Like I will be fucking that night. And he's like, what? <laughs> I no, like, please don't do that. And <laughs> you really could disattach your entire lower body from your upper body. It's if like, you do that, you know, do you want to be paralyzed? <laughs> like, it's like true. And she's like, I will be doing it. So like, we know then that she's going to have like a 65th birthday blowout. And so <laughs> Carrie's at dinner. Wait. She, what? Is there any okay? Is there any possible way that the like just randomly that she like that she ends up like pegging Jax on her sixty fifth birthday, <laughs> and she's like, "I'm the number one guy in this group now." Like, is there any possible way? And like, I don't know. That's that's it's too far fetched, I guess. But it would be great if well, Samantha maybe can't could. get fucked but can fuck. Yeah, like, and she could also, like, be, like, she's stolen Tom Sandoval from Lisa, right? Yeah, yeah. And so maybe Jack also got stole fired and stole Nicolaine. Now, like, yeah. she stole Nicolaine to do her restaurant. And then maybe she's also, like, Jack got fired from Vanderpump Rules. And, like, so um it's i mean it's it's a stretch to get him there but like maybe you know like he says he does still but you know quote unquote work there you know maybe it's i don't know it's a stretch. it's just, it's just something that popped in my mind i would love to get him. i would love to get him fucked i would um, love you know. i like as much as i want that i also don't want him to be in this movie like everyone no, else, that, I'm like kind yeah. of fine with, but I do love the Samantha finds out that she can't get fucked, but she can fuck is like a really powerful. Yeah. 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 I think that's like, yeah, that's a new generation. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Cause she then is just on her knees, like fucking, which is different from laying and taking a lot of pressure right to the yeah. groin in that area. <laughs> she's so like, like <laughs> she's like, yeehaw, honey. And she's like, yeah, making, she can like, stand up. She can even use her walker like to, uh, for assistance. Like there's a lot of things. She just cannot actually get penetrated, but she can do the penetration. Yeah. She was yeah. like, Oh, you know, I found a way around it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like Carrie overhears, Maybe she realizes, like, she doesn't realize where she's going. Like, and then once she sees Lisa and she puts it all together, like, oh, my God, I'm dining at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant right now. Like, this is the woman that, like, tried to, like, like 
kill my best friend. And maybe yeah. for just to give service to the character, Charlotte has joined them for dinner. And, like, she's getting really stoned and, like, spouting off a lot of conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. You know Jeffrey Epstein's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, he didn't really die. Like, and, and like she's, like, talking about 5G and stuff. And, like, yeah. it's a really fun, like, moment with, like, her and Seth Rogen. And so Carrie overhears Lisa talking and sees her. And so she goes to the bathroom. Like, she hears Lisa basically admit that she, like hired peter to like run a ferrari into the mother load and so she goes to because peter will do anything peter will, peter do, will anything. do anything like, yeah. yeah she goes to the bathroom to text samantha and be like you'll never guess where i am blah 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 and then maybe lisa's waiting in line for the restroom and then lisa's oh. like carrie carrie bradshaw i love <laughs> your writing <laughs> your books are fantastic. Your articles are so sexy. Please let me buy you a Cosmo. And so, well, yeah. Well, why, 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 why do you, why do you no longer write anymore? And she, you know, and maybe that's how it's revealed that like her husband died, and then she's like, my husband died as well. You know, like that yeah. is that how it starts? Yeah. So yeah. then we cut to like them sitting at the bar, and they're like having a drink, and then Lisa's like my husband died and then it cuts to like jiggy and ken she's like not only did i lose my husband but i lost my precious jiggy in 24 hours of each other then is she a puppy together. with her yeah she still has puffy but like okay. it's not the same as jiggy. yeah and so we get that moment and she's like the, kind of humanized in that moment carries yeah life. you feel you do feel for her you're you know like she's not a complete she's like, i've lost everything and then my employees as you know my employee is probably what well, she's like keeps being like as you know and carrie's like i actually don't know like i don't know who you are or anything but like it's like eight seasons go by in a blink you know mm -hmm. and like and so we find out that like lisa has lost jiggy ken she's lost sandoval she fears that she's losing her restaurants and like her her reign over west hollywood her empire, yeah her empire is crumbling around her and in that moment carrie has a lot of empathy and she's like well yeah but also carrie can share her own journey which is like you think everything is crumbling but it might be a chance to like rebuild and like rewrite your story and she's like yeah. oh i'm rewriting my story all right and then i think she strikes a match and lights a cigarette. <laughs> and carrie's like i don't know what that means but i don't but it seems nefarious at best and maybe and maybe she throws a wink as she does it you know like uh, yes darling yeah mm -hmm. and i think also carrie gets lisa like as they're getting drunk Care, like when she's in the bathroom and texting Samantha, Samantha's like, you need to get a recording of it. And so Carrie like puts her cell phone like out on the counter and basically gets an audio recording of Lisa saying, admitting that she had Peter drive the a Ferrari into Motherload. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then Carrie also feels kind of bad because it's like, oh, did I just like entrap this woman that's clearly like struggling with a lot like carrie has like a little bit of emotional conflict in that moment too but then lisa lights her cigarette and like winks and then carrie's like no i did the right thing like <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Great. So Carrie texts that to Samantha and then what? I mean, do we see Lisa being taken away in cuffs at, at, at a scene? Like, I mean, we got to, I mean, I think th- like, is that we know, like, I think she has the audio recording, but then also it's in California, like illegal to record someone against their, without their consent. So maybe it like doesn't mean anything. So in, and, and Samantha tries to like, she send it to Miranda and Miranda's like, yeah, maybe that's a, maybe. like, this could have been anything like, and also it's like not going to stand. Like it's not, there's, you have no legal grounds here. And like, I don't know what, I'm sorry to tell you, but this, there's but gotta like, be, there's gotta be a way that Miranda could get involved where like, you know, there is a meeting between Lisa, Miranda, and Samantha, where it is of like, you know, like we're completely on to you and we will, you know, like somewhere we will push, we will, you will face charges if you like something where Lisa backs down, but she doesn't have to go to jail. Maybe Samantha gets this text message and then of the recording and then like Carrie goes back to like sit with Charlotte, who now is like truly just talking about like she's like deep into <laughs> she's like, she's like Wuhan, yeah, yeah, and like she's like the lab, it was created in the lab and released for China, and there it's like truly like, well, and then, um, and then Seth Rogen's like, you're fucking wild, and like, yeah, we gotta hang after this, <laughs> yeah, that was a good rogue, <laughs> um, but then Samantha texts back and she's like, invite Lisa to my birthday. And Carrie's like, are you sure? And Samantha's like, of course, it's my olive branch. And so, but Samantha has like tricks up her sleeve. So Carrie like is like, Samantha's birthday is actually like, she's throwing a big party. Like you should come and like bring a dog or two. Can there, is the party at Motherload? It could be. Because there could be just a, a nice like tip of the hat of like, they're rebuilding oh motherload oh. to be bigger and better than ever after the crash. And it actually yeah, and, like, and, worked out great. And so, yeah, and, and, and Sandoval goes, Sandoval goes, Oh my God, there's a line down to Tom Tom instead of there's a line down to motherload, you know? Yes. And so the, like the re the grand reopening of motherload is also going to be Samantha's 65th birthday. So she <laughs> invites Lisa and and maybe even she just is doing it to be cunty and being like, oh, now Mother Load is four stories. You must come. Yeah, and she says, like, I wish it was my 69th birthday. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it is her 69th. And then we just like go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we cut to like, do we just get to like the big party? Like, are we now yeah. at Samantha's birthday party or where well, are we, we? We still need, we need to, we need to clear up. Well, okay. So Aiden, eventually, if he's coming over, he needs to appear. I mean, this oh, could yeah, all. I forgot about Aiden. Yeah. This all. Okay. So the party is like the huge climax. It's the big one. Yeah. And like, so we need uh, Aiden, that thing to wrap up. We need her uh, feelings about big, um, potentially to like, like her rebirth happens at this party or she's okay to love again after this party or something happens at this party where, you know, she realizes life does move on. Uh, yeah. Just like the, the, the big end, uh, in scene. Okay. So I think, 
after following this dinner, Charlotte goes home and like logs online and starts like messaging with Teresa. And she <laughs> like <laughs> Teresa Granola is like the screen name of this like fan of Charlotte's. <laughs> It's like Seth Rogen was so nice in person, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, but people laughed at me when I was talking about 5G. And then Teresa's like, people will always laugh. Like, people are always going to laugh at the truth, like, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, God, Teresa, you're so kind. Like, you're like the only person that truly understands me. And then Teresa's like, like us, us women have to stick together. Us women have to stick together. And like, and Carrie, my friend Carrie is like, you know, she's a big writer and in Hollywood and she had her whole thing, like her whole book and column going, but, and then like, it was Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, how did you know? Like, that's one of my best friends. And she's like, I thought that you were like, when she talked about, wrote about Charlotte, like that, that was you and like moving to Brentwood and stuff. Like, that's so cool that you're like, that you got to be like in this book. But don't you think like, I think that Teresa kind of like backdoors her way in by being like, don't you think she always painted you as like, kind of just like a silly Billy, like, oh, that silly Charlotte. Yeah. you're so much different talking to you online, you know? Yeah. Like you came across really stupid in the books, like something like that. And then Charlotte's like, I did like, that's so, that's so true and mean of her. (laughs) I'm like, no. And then it was, then it's like, well, when are you guys all going to be together the next time? And then she's like, Oh, our friend Samantha is having her 69th birthday, you know, like, yeah. Like, and then she's like, wow, I'm, co-, or maybe Teresa's like, I'm coming to LA like next week. Like, do you think that we could get together for like a matcha? And then Charlotte's <laughs> like, actually, like, I'm pretty busy, but you should come to my friend Samantha's like having a big party for her bar. Like, you should come to that. And then Teresa's like, amazing. I'll see you there, girl. And then it cuts <laughs> to like a dark room and a dark screen. And you just see Aiden like, like it's yeah. Teresa's screen being like, see you there, girl, like with a wink, and then it yeah. goes and it's just Aiden's face. And then and you, but you of, see you see a fly first, like a fly. Yeah, a like fly, fly lands out. on the computer screen and crawls around. <laughs> I know. A fly crawls around and then he smacks the he smacks the screen and kills the fly. Yeah. And then it pulls back and you see it's Aiden. It's Aiden and he's in a room that's covered with like Carrie Bradshaw, like newspaper clippings and like photos and then it says like kill carrie bradshaw like (laughs) written in blood like and it's like totally like he is patient zero of psychosis yeah maybe even says like fuck mary kill but it's like each one is like carrie 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 you know fuck carrie kill (laughs) yeah yes None of it makes sense. Then you see him like (laughs) buying a plane ticket to LA on like kayak, like in that moment. (laughs) We need some product placement. Wait, wait, you 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 see him like bartering for prices? No, no, too expensive, too expensive. And then it's like, oh, this one will accept any offer if you put it in. And then it's like, accept it. He's like, Expedia? Like, if we get, like, a deal going with Expedia, they got to make nice after COVID, after they just, like, fucked everyone over, didn't give anyone refunds. You keep keep seeing him, like, shake off prices, like, no, no, no. And And this is the one, like, overt spawn con moment of the movie. (laughs) <laughs> so now we see that Teresa Granola is really just Aiden 
in disguise catfishing and the Aiden's about to go to LA and like try and kill Carrie. And then we cut to, do we cut to the party in that I think moment? We gotta, I think we just got to yeah. get, there, we got to get like, there. Yeah. And it's and- a huge, so there's all four levels of mother load are like packed. There's a line down the street. Tom Sandoval makes his cameo and he's like, there's a line all the way to Tom Tom. And then like, I think we even oh, see, wouldn't it be crazy if Lance Bass is there. Lance, and, like, Bass, Bass is, is sure all over there. Samantha. Like, mm-hmm. like not like you're like, she is like the new Lisa Vanderpump. So Lance Bass is like up her ass. You have like, what, who's the haircut guy on all the billboard? Chaz Dean. Chaz like, Dean Ch- is there. Yeah. You see oh, Stanford like, and Anthony. They've flown in from New York. Oh, Cause we haven't great. seen that's them. All, yeah. yeah. Not at all. Yeah. And then I think like I think Steve is there and he's go go dancing, and ah. then we and then we're like, is that? He's Steve? like, he's like, not bad for a guy with one ball, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of pans up, and it's like, you're like, who's and, this guy? Yeah, who's this guy? And then you see it's Steve, and then everyone's like, oh my god! Like it, you see it kind of cuts through the crowd and all the girls are standing like sipping their drinks looking flawless and then you they look over and samantha's like i think you're really gonna like this go-go dancer i hired and then we cut to it and it pans up and it's steve and then they're they scream like is that steve and miranda's like yeah yeah he had to do something he really wanted to dance i anyway and he winks at miranda and miranda Mm. winks back she goes yeah. dances up to him and puts like a dollar bill in his like <laughs> jock strap, and then he kind yeah. of dances. He turns around, we see his like ass. Like it's a real <laughs> moment for that actor to like cement his yeah, body. really. Because I do think that everyone has come away and with time after Sex and the City has realized that Steve truly is just so hot, and so it's a moment to honor that. Yeah, like he's like that's how we started, and he's like a. He's a good hot guy that like is always stayed by Miranda, but he's still a sex object. Yeah. And so, and then also because of Carrie's movie connections and Hollywood connections, all the, all the stars of her movie are also at mother load. So we see like, we get all those cameos and some interaction with them. And then I think Carrie, um, maybe James Franco comes in and he's like, do Hey, you, want to have a smoke out back and she's like sure and so they go out back and they're like smoking a cigarette together and they just have a moment where he's like i know i can be like intense on set and like i and i i just like you and i i don't know how to act i'm james franco i don't know i'm like (laughs) (laughs) you really you really went to the heart of james i am going to act i'm james franco um well what if it's something where she realizes you know like but she's like turns out i didn't like james franco and like she rejects him and then but then all of a sudden she like smells like a cigar and she turns around and like big comes out of the alley and like that's the force ghost of like hey babe how you doing you know yeah and like uh, that's, that's the, the scene in the in the, and instead of the sur alley it's the motherload alley you know the and they alley. have like this they have this kind of like really sweet small scene of like he's like you got to get it back in there babe you know like you got to get yeah. back in there and live your life 
Because that could be a a conversation that kind of comes up in the movie, too, like, between Carrie and Samantha. Like, wow. Like, there should be a scene where Samantha's getting her physical therapy and Carrie's sitting there, like, talking to her by the pool. And she's like, do I like James Franco? Like, is this this the one? Is this, like, how? And and then they can have that back and forth. Yeah, totally. And I think they even kiss at one point, like maybe after that night. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They've kissed. It's kind of like, what? And then at the mother load party, they go and smoke. And then she's just like, what was I thinking? Like, no. Yeah. And yeah. And, and then Biggs kind of ghost spirit comes out and he's like, kind of brushes her hair back behind her ear. And he's like, you look good, kid. You look real good. <laughs> she's like i miss you i miss you so much and then they have this like really sweet moment and And then he says something he's like i'm always here babe i'm always here for you you know Mm -hmm. oh that's heartbreaking that's real that's gonna be a really good scene it's really that's where everybody cries but then we but then we go back in and it's like this kind of i think that does happen but we go back in and all of a sudden it's like Carrie and she turns around to think she sees big and it's Aiden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's like, and then she almost thinks again, like, am I, am I delirious? Like I just had a like talk with big who's dead. And like, is that really Aiden, you know, or something or something, you know? Yeah. And we're, and it's like, or, yeah, maybe Aiden's out in the alley. Yeah, that's he, what I would, did he get into the did he get into mother load or is he in the alley? No, I was thinking he was in the alley because oh, like okay. I mean he could I mean he could have been a real in alley then, guy yeah he's or he's coming out of mother load into the alley you know mm-hmm. he calls to her from a trash can in the alley he's literally hey. hiding in the dumpster hey Gary Gary get hey. over here and she's like what. <laughs> coming from the trash yeah yeah and maybe she sees him like getting crawling out of the dumpster and she screams oh my god wait 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 okay, so yeah wait, yeah wait 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 because i was thinking what if they're having this huge conversation and then all of a sudden a huge fireball hits that trash can that he's in and Lisa Vanderpump had tried to set fire to the place, and he, she ends up setting fire to Aiden in the trash and killing pan. him. Yeah, okay, so and killing Aiden, him. He's just like, ah, he's like running through the alleyway. Ah, he's like, a Aiden plank. comes out. Yeah. yeah, he pulls. He rises up out of the trash can with a gun, and he's like, yeah. and then he has Carrie like at gunpoint, and he's like, "Don't move, Carrie Bradshaw." And then she's like, "How did you get here?" And then he, and then he basically is like, I find a way. I always find a way. He's like, you ready to lose it all or something like that. And all of a sudden there's an explosion and it, the trash explodes. And then we get him the fiery run. That's a great <laughs> <Yes>. special effect. <laughs> down, down West Hollywood, just like a flame. And, he, and then you see like uh, the, the two gay very guys. He goes, that guy's flaming, you know? <laughs> Maybe, though, Aiden runs, like, maybe you hear, you hear 
Lisa go like, oh, fuck. And you realize that she like the fire didn't hit the right place. And then yeah. as Aiden's flaming and running and screaming, instead of running into Motherload, he runs into Pump and he lights Pump on fire and Pump burns down. <laughs> and then like the the cops pull up and go that's the most action that place has gotten in a while yeah and then pump is like fully ablaze like burning to the ground and lisa is like is she crying or is she cackling and with joy because like this just means more insurance money i think it's joy yeah I think it's because she's like i didn't start this that man did that maybe, ran in yeah maybe she's like laughing and and like she's not bothered but everyone in motherload like obviously like the fire engines are coming so people have run out to the streets to like see what's going on and you see lisa like lisa's finally lost it like in this moment it's like the switch turned over and now she's fully and like she's gone crazy like she's crossed the she's crossed the line and she's laughing and laughing and she's like it's full it's it's full walk it's Joaquin Phoenix at the end of Joker. Yeah, she is yeah. fully jokered. And she's like, I didn't. She's like kind of jumping and like clicking her heels together. She climbs onto a car <laughs> and is just like. And she's, she she's reapplying her, her lipstick. Lip- yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. smears her lipstick up into a smile. And she's like, chaos, darling. Do you love it? And like, <laughs> and like all these gays are like pouring out into the streets. And they're just and they're kind of hot and like in like tank tops and stuff and she's like it's slow-mo with like fireballs kind of behind her as she kicks her legs up and then (laughs) then i have full chills like i'm dying to actually see this like gorgeous dark ending be a beautiful like scene like if you filmed it right it would be beautiful yeah it'd be beautiful and then she Basically, like, we kind of, after this, like, slow-mo, like, Lisa's Joker, she's, like, laughing. She's like, I didn't even start this fire, but here we go, watching it all burn. And then Miranda's like, you may not have started this fire, but we know that you've started many. And then, like, has, like, all this footage and documentation of, like, all the other arson Lisa's committed. Yeah, And then in that moment... The cops come and they're like, "Ma'am, we're placing you under arrest." Like for, but wouldn't it be great if you find out it's like arson. it's arson for her own restaurants, but also she's like, you. D- I don't know if you could do like a quick flashback, but it's like she's been setting like fires her whole life, like in trash can. Like she just is like it. it like it, it affects her business, but she also just loves fire. Yeah. So we, they're like, "Ma'am, you're under arrest for like conspiracy to commit arson." And like arson, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes down the line. And then we, yeah, we do get the flashback to like young Lisa, like baby Lisa is like a three-year-old, like lighting a match and dropping it into like a toy bin. And like surrounded by dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Like the flames glowing on her face. And then we, it's just like, and we realize like this woman's been crazy the entire time. Yeah. 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 So, so, but then like, even if that happens, but then I think it needs to be taken away as like, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, Lady Gaga's playing or something, you know? And all of a sudden we're back into like, we need like a big like showstopper number yeah. of like all the girls meeting back up to watch some performer, whether it be Lady Gaga. It's Gaga or- for sure. It's for sure Gaga. Yeah. Like they put the fire out. It's not the kind of fire where like everyone has to leave Motherload to like, because uh, uh, Motherload is, 
Yeah, the mother load can just keep going. Like they put the fire out. Lisa's been taken away in a cop car screaming. And then Samantha's like, she does her great like redirect where she's like, everyone inside. There's a special performance just <laughs> yeah. for you. And then Lady Gaga is dressed in like a full Marilyn Monroe, like a modern like Marilyn Monroe kind of naked dress. And she sings like a breathy happy birthday to Lisa or not to Lisa, to uh, Samantha. To Samantha, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, but then kicks into like, you know, like, but now are you ready to dance? And then like kicks into like, let's dance, like that dance song she does. That one dance song she does. And then every, like, then all the girls are like smiling and stuff like that, except like, they're like, where did Samantha go? And then it cuts up to like three stories into her office and she's fucking Edie. Yeah. And maybe. <laughs> or, or, or some guy. Or like, we, we forgot, forgot about Edie. Edie's makeover. Like, Edie, Edie, like, I don't know. There's something Edie's got to be brought back in. Yeah. We have to. I think it's at the beginning of the party. We see like. We see Steve dancing and she's like, and then the crowd parts. And then we see Edie like stomping through the crowd looking ferocious. Oh, oh like, 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 uh, like Sandy at the end of Greece. Like, tell me about yes. it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then Samantha's like, I did a little work with Edie one on one. Like I got physical <laughs> therapy and she got physical and like, like some kind of <laughs> nod to Olivia Newton, John. So then Edie's just like hot. And, and yeah, then yeah. I think Gaga gives Samantha, she's like, maybe Gaga in her like birthday, Samantha Jones, happy birthday song. She's like, I heard you can't fuck, but that doesn't mean you can't fuck and drops like, <laughs> a dildo like a strap on into samantha's lap and it kind of is like ding 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 to samantha and then we see her like later the camera pans up and she's just like fucking like a hot she's like well, pegging like a hot dude would, wouldn't it be amazing though if the camera though like starts on her so it looks like she's on her back and she's like mm -hmm. uh, 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 and then the camera like reverses <laughs> where it sees like she's the one fucking but it's first you think she's getting fucked on her back and then you realize she like the camera does this really cool move where then it, you realize she's like standing up fucking this dude, you know, beautiful, beautiful camera work. I love it. So artistic. And I'm going to add to that, that the person she's fucking is her hot doctor who told yes. her that she couldn't. The doctor yes. shows up to wish her a happy birthday is like, happy birthday to my favorite patient. Like, I hope it's not like. I know that you're not getting everything you want for your birthday, but I hope that you have a good one. And she's like, never say never. And then like later you see that she's picking him. And it truly is like a full circle moment. And then Carrie yep. is dancing with her girls. Yeah. And like you, and then you have like a voiceover as they're dancing to like stupid love. Carrie's like, I may not have found love immediately, but I did find the love that was always there. And that's the love of my friends. And then is there any play? And then like you hear this last like Carrie and she turns around and it's burger and then it ends. <laughs> I love just to keep just a cliffhanger. Just, like it's, just yeah, just something to like sex in the city <laughs> for potentially like where would it go? You know? Yeah, and then like the Sex in the City song, we have Gaga record like um like a like a final Sex in the City song that's like kind of like a stupid love or Sex in the City mashup. 
yeah exactly to end the movie and it's like we go fade into like the beautiful glittering lights of hollywood and outside of motherlode the like spotlights are going off into the sky and we kind of go and it's like the end that would be cool though if you do like if you yeah you do that drone from motherlode and then it goes and it just like like pans right into the hollywood sign and then that's Mm -hmm. you know yeah i love it be making yeah wow God, beautiful very cool what do we call this what do we call this movie sex in the city three i mean like uh hooray for hollywood gone hollywood um uh star star uh, a star is nah, damn it um the sex in the city three the mother of all loads <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can get it past sensors. I don't know if they would even. Uh, it's beautiful. Oh my god! Wow, that really—that's really fascinating. How it actually we that we actually made a movie. We wrapped of. it up. Yeah, we made a movie. It's all there. <laughs> we, it's all there. We wrapped it up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. are going to like do. People are going to do touches on it. Sure. You know, like it's not. Well, yeah, this it's isn't not, Bible. It's not perfectly polished, but we had to go back, like backtrack a couple times and fill in the blanks. But like. Hey, I'm in. I'd watch the hell out of this movie. I had this one thought originally where Big died by um uh you did the movie started and it was like a guy and it was the Sopranos. A guy was dealing with like, you better give me the fucking money now. You know, and he's like, I know, I know a guy who I know a guy, I know a guy, trust me, don't break my legs. And then it's Big's uh driver that drives him everywhere. And oh, like, yeah. he's like give me all the money you have he's like he's like randy what are you doing like i don't carry money with me (laughs) and then all of a sudden he hears a siren and like his gun goes off and that's how big died and it was just like a tangent like the sopranos really weren't even in it just that first scene Mm -hmm. just as like an homage for you but like it it, you know like it's funny how obsessed i've been with these ladies the last couple days i love it yeah you're you gave good storylines and i'm I think I speak for all the listeners when like this movie gets an A plus for me. I'm seeing it. I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, no, thank you so much. This has like actually been the best thing to take my mind off uh, quarantine. So thank you. This is you should let everybody in quarantine do something like this. Hey, my pledge. I look forward to doing more episodes, and I'm glad that we're bringing Sex in the City three to life. It really um, is a. It, it is something that you could because didn't you just go back and rewatch recently? I've been rewatching like when I got to like a pretty deep depression mode during quarantine is when I watched like, you know, 10 episodes of Sex in the City just to like feel safe again. And it really helped a lot. Like it just yeah. is a show that I can always go back to. And even the movies I like too, but like you just don't get better than that show. And I, I got to like, say, even knowing... watching the movies, well, watching the movies is, it was so, elements of it was so cheesy that it made me really happy momentarily you know well yeah, just- it's just like a warm hug and like pure joy to be with these women and be in their yeah. world kim cattrall i hope she comes out of this quarantine like reconsidering things i hope that they really take time to ask themselves and question what the important things in life are and realize that the fans need them now more than ever and I hope that they can put the petty beef aside and just like get over it. But yeah, I guess I guess it is probably up to Kim the most. Yeah, it seems like she she's the one. And I don't feel. I don't feel like you beefing. kill her off. I don't feel like you can kill Kim off. You know. No, I mean, I was like always entertaining the idea of like who would be 
like who could replace her if they just wanted to like but i mean it's not going to be the same but also it's like she's burned so many bridges i don't know if we could ever go back at this point because she said so much shit but then also it's like we're in unprecedented times i feel like covid gives people like you can get a covid pass (laughs) it's like well that's what uh i was I was watching the old movies and anytime they had like a friendship scene, I would be wondering like, Oh my God, I wonder if she fucking hates Sarah Jessica Parker's guts in this scene. And she's like really acting, you know? Yeah. I think maybe if, if the rumors are true and they were beefing that hard, like they both are really amazing actresses because they sold their friendship. Like I was buying it. Like, do you think Matthew Broderick hears about Kim Cattrall issues from Sarah Jessica Parker? I don't know. It's like, it's hard to say who has more of a problem with whom. Like, do you think, like, it might have just been the way that people spin it, it seems like maybe it was just like Kim was having the big problems, but it kind yeah. of takes two to tango. So, but remember when Kim's brother died and didn't Sarah Jessica Parker reach out and, and Kim was like, I don't need that. Like, wasn't it like she like was yeah. snotty back she was to like, like, how dare you? <laughs> that's like, that's pretty, that's pretty intense. Yeah so we'll see i hope that covid heals their broken bonds and that covid heals covid heals all yeah if we don't get sex in the city three post covid i'm in a riot i'm taking to the streets (laughs) yeah (laughs) west hollywood really will burn i'll see you at the fucking protest (laughs) (laughs) tell everyone where they can find you because you have a podcast Uh, of your own yes so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, Laura's been on a bunch. It's long. There are timestamps. It's reality shows, pop culture. I just started a Patreon where I'm uh, covering NYC Prep. I think Laura's going to come on that at some point to do an episode. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so yeah, just uh, at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram, uh, at Ryan Bailey twenty five on Twitter, and uh, check it out and give it a chance if uh, if you want a couple laughs. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again for making Thank movie you. magic with me. This was this was awesome. I really appreciate it. And until next time, stay sexy.